dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I am Joe Lopez, and with me is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, uh, I'm finally starting to get used to this crazy sleep schedule of a newborn, so I, uh, I'm better now than I was four weeks ago, that's for sure. Well, that's good, but aren't we all? Really? <laughs> you know that's right how are you doing how's everything going um it's okay my car is currently broken down in livonia an hour away at my work Ooh. so that's cool uh it's been there for about a week um my father-in-law and i just got back from there changing out the starter on it thinking that's what was happening but uh it is still not running so now i have to look at getting it towed somewhere Oh, and that's... actually having like paying a mechanic to do work on my car. That's super annoying. That car is not that old either, right? Uh, it's a 2009. Okay. So, eh, it's not... a little old, but 10 years ish, 11 years ish. Yeah. So, that's still, I hate it is car what trouble. It is. I think car trouble is some of the most frustrating because it's not, I mean, I compare it to like trying to figure out what's wrong with my computer. I have a thousand different diagnostic ways to try and figure out what's going on with my computer right i google Mm -hmm. a bunch of things i can check a bunch of things i can do things one by one but i feel like a car maybe i just don't have the full knowledge to do it but like a car everything works off off everything else so if one thing goes wrong right it's like christmas lights if one light goes out and then you have to go and try and find the one light that made the whole thing go out right Mm. yeah and it's just like it's it's frustrating when you know, my father-in-law has done work on my cars ever since Kayla and I have been together mm. for like 12 years. And then it's like, he can only do so much. There's only so much in his wheelhouse. And when it comes to like electrical or yeah, right. really yeah. the inner workings, it's kind of like, you know. He's not a well, professional mechanic, thinking. right? He can only do so exactly. much. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Exactly. Um, but anyway, that was that's how I've been doing. How was your weekend? It was good. So my uh, my parents actually came out to visit us this week. Uh, they came up on Thursday, just left this morning. Today's Tuesday. Um, so they they were here for the weekend, long weekend, to help kind of with the baby and then also to, to meet Ben for the first time. Um, so for those who don't know, my parents live in South Carolina. Um, so they, uh, they're not up very often and especially not uh, when there's a global pandemic going on. Uh, so they came up to meet Ben and hang out and then, uh, got to see my sister and her kids. Cause they came down for mm. a couple hours on Saturday, uh, to do the same, to meet Ben and stuff like that. So, uh, it was a long weekend. Uh, it was a lot yeah. more exhausting having people in the house, uh, than I thought. Cause I'm so, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. My family's always been used to like just having people around and doing things together. So it never was a big deal to me, but with a newborn, I was so much more aware of everything that he did when there were people around mm-hmm. to notice it. Right. Um, and my, my dad said something to me is like, you know, you could always just knock on our door in the night and we'll like take, like help take care of Ben. Like that's what we're here for. We want to help. And I was thinking about, it, I'm like, right. honestly, I'm just so on autopilot now that mm-hmm. it's not, I wouldn't even know when to ask for help. Like I, Ben wakes up every three hours or so in the night and I get him up. I change his diaper or I'm sorry. First I wake up, put a bottle uh, or grab milk out of the fridge, 
put it in a bottle and mm-hmm. put it in some hot water to warm up. Then I go back, grab him, change his diaper. By that time, the bottle's warmed up. I feed him. I rock him for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes till he's asleep. And then I put him back to bed. Um, right. So it's it's just super autopilot. I wouldn't even know where to add, you know, where to, to ask for help from because I'm I'm just so just just I just work straight through. Right. So I, I was yeah. just very aware of, of of people in the house um, when mm-hmm. I was doing my normal routine. Yeah, it's a it is a kind of a, a a wrench in things when people are there, but like a good wrench, you know, they want to help and they they're trying to. And it's always it's I feel like it's more weird for grandparents, you know, well, more weird us asking for help from our parents, you know, our children's grandparents. Like it's just uh, I'm not a grandparent, so I don't know exactly how they feel, but like. It's like they are there to help. Like they just, for some reason, for some reason, they love this tiny human so much that they're going to do whatever they can. Yeah. What to... gives my, my parents love my son more than they love me. What gives? Exactly. That, you know what? <laughs> That's exactly it. Like I have my mom and Kayla's mom will watch Cora, you know, two days a week just because they want to help and they want to spend time with her. And, uh, I love it and I appreciate it and it's the most amazing stuff, but it's just like, it's, I can't imagine what it's like being a grandparent. I'm sure that it's exciting and it's fun. Um, but from what I've seen so far, grandparents just love helping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we always say like, oh, we were never going to become our parents. Uh, and that so far has proven false. I'm exactly like my parents. Right. So I think (laughs) I will be the exact grandparents that my, that my parents are. So It'll be uh, when that bridge comes, I'm sure I'll walk right across it. Yeah. And it's like, <clears throat> I don't know if it's like this with your siblings, but, you know, my siblings are older, um, like much older. I'm an oops baby. Yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> so they even will take Cora and like if she's crying, they will just take her in the other room and just hold her until she goes to sleep, no matter how long it takes. Like, Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so I don't know if it's just they like my kid that much, or it's just you know they, I don't know what it is, but but people is, love baby. It is very interesting, right? Because I, not that I, I mean, I always liked kids. I have a bunch of siblings and a bunch of cousins and stuff like that, so I always liked kids and been around babies a lot. Um, but it is so interesting to see. I, I'll use grandparents because I, they were just here, right, taking care of or helping mm-hmm. us take care of Ben. Um, but like when he cries, it's another person that wants to jump in, right? My whole life, mm-hmm. when a baby, when you're holding a baby and it starts crying, you're like, oh, time to hand it back to mom, you know. But to see, <laughs> but to see somebody else, like, oh, the baby's crying, let me help, let me help, right? Like, that's a, it's a completely different, uh, different thing than I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, I, it's always good to have it, and I appreciate it, and I love that we have families that love to help and Boy, want we, to help. Are we lucky, I tell you. I couldn't imagine doing yeah. this without without helpful families. Oh, definitely. It's uh it's so nice to have and and you know, Cora has stayed the night at Kayla's parents' house a couple times and this upcoming weekend Cora's actually going to be staying there for 4 days. Oh my gosh, um, what are you guys going to do? I don't know. I mean, you have, you I think we're so going to be freedom. fine. 
it's going to be crazy. We're going to be out of town for a wedding. So, I mean, we're going to be doing that, which will be fun. But it's just going to be weird, like, more than one day or one night in a row of sleep. Man, I absolutely understand why why people want to go on business trips now. Because what <laughs> I wouldn't do to sleep in a crappy hotel bed just for one night. Uh, I would just get- do it a full eight hours of sleep. Couldn't imagine. Yeah, I'm, and I've only it's, been at this a month. Right. It's it's gonna be so weird. Like I I say right now that Kayla's gonna take it harder. Like Kayla's gonna have a really hard time with it. But boy, do do I love that little that little peanut. Oh yeah, like, I, give, I give you like twelve hours. You don't you don't even make it a whole day. <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. Uh, I still find reasons for her to sleep an hour of bed. I'm like, you know what? Maybe she just needs to sleep an hour of bed one night this week. You know, just tonight because I miss her. Katie and I have been uh, talking about that recently because I, so I was telling Joe and you and I were talking before the podcast started um, just about he is in this, this phase of wanting to only sleep when he's held, right? He won't, he struggles mm-hmm. to sleep in his bassinet. Uh, he has to be asleep for like an, for like 20 minutes to 45 minutes before he's like actually asleep enough to go in his bassinet. Um, and as soon as like one little thing wakes him up, he won't, he won't go back to sleep. He needs to be held until he goes back to sleep. Right. Um, so Katie's been talking about like, well, maybe, you know, maybe we'll just have him sleep in the bed with us. And I was like, ah, yeah, (laughs) that's not a road I want to start walking. If we, if we don't have to walk that road first. Because I know once once he once he comes in the bed, I don't think he's ever gonna leave again. So yeah, we'll see. It's uh, it is an experience to have a child in the bed. Um, my child kicks a lot and turns sideways, so <laughs> she takes up so much room. And I bet she's got strong she, legs too. Speaking of which, she does. Speaking of legs, well, you want to tell him what happened? Sure. Tell what happened. What happened? Oh, oh, yeah. My kid's legs are real strong. I'm glad, um, you, I'm glad you picked up on that immaculate my God. lead-in I just gave you that you just... You... <laughs> it was immaculate, and you just missed it. It's you're, It's so good. Um, I'm sorry that I'm a ding-dong. <laughs> um, kid's got strong legs. She's a walking. She's taking steps. She's not full walking yet. Sure. But... My goodness, uh, she is getting there. It is like so close. That's um, when you sent that video to us of her taking a few steps. It was just to me, just mind blowing. I couldn't. It was so amazing. It's it's crazy. So she just like did it. Like she just started doing it. There was no build up. I mean, like she would stand without holding on to anything, but. Um, then she would just start taking steps. And this, we saw this last, late last week. Um, we saw her doing it, you know, taking like a few steps here and there. And it was like, holy shit, it's happening. And then yesterday, last night, um, Kayla's mom was watching Cora at, at her house. And she sent us a video of Cora taking nine steps holy in a row. Cow. Uh, that's a walk. I now, mean, that's, that's about my normal rated steps every day <laughs> so it was like oh my god all right we're here it's it's time so now we know she's 
trying to do it more often. We're we're getting her to like let go of the table and walk to us. Um, it's it's still right around like six or so steps, but she's getting there. She's gonna be taking off like real soon. Like I would say, the next couple weeks, she's gonna be a solid walker. Like no more crawling. That's amazing. That's awesome. You got it's every- ridiculous. You got everything locked down, all the cabinets and stuff. Um, no. Well, yes, in our kitchen. But okay. now it's like now the rest of the house we have to get up to like Cora standing level and L- see literally everything what she right? can grab. Yeah, it's it's everything. It's like all my movies she's already found, all my DVDs oh, no. on a bookshelf and just ripped them all off. She's that- going towards our bookshelf that has our board games. Oh, she's no. a monster. She's going after everything you love. <laughs> she is DVDs and board games. <laughs> <laughs> awesome uh yeah but when uh when she does walk i think we should i'll post a video of it we'll see if i can get a video of it and post it on on the social media oh they, people would love that people would love it honestly yeah. I, I my jaw was on the ground when i watched video i was like this is crazy yeah it's it, it it's just it's so wild it's so crazy to see this little thing just learn and like get her personality and continue to grow and be smarter and just like babies are so fascinating that they just know like they just do it like there's no they just do it it's just instinct i love that you said that babies are fascinating thing because i i had a thought and i actually made a note about it the other day i was sitting on the couch um and when i wasn't a dad i thought and i i said not that babies are boring, but like they just don't do anything, right? They eat, sleep, poop. That was it. That was my thought process. Right. And I couldn't believe that, I, you know, I, I thought to myself, what do parents do all day? Like, what, what do they do all mm-hmm. day? Especially for newborns, like uh, you just feed them and then they go to bed for, you know, they go to sleep and then they feed them and they go to sleep. And then mm-hmm. I caught myself like two days ago. I was sitting on the couch and I had laid Ben next to me on his back and he rolled from his back to his side. And that just, just that little, like it it wasn't, he didn't roll over. He didn't go anywhere. He was just kind of stretching and kicking his legs and then rolled over to his side. And I just stared, stared at him. And then I like called Katie over. And then I thought to myself how weird I was that (laughs) I was freaking out about this kid literally rolling from his back to his side you know, but it was so cool to me that this mm-hmm. kid, like, I was so enthralled by this. And I'm like, I am literally what I used to make fun of. I am the dad that is getting excited over probably nothing. But it is so cool right. to me that the, just this kid did this one little mu- mundane thing, but it's mind blowing. It's amazing. So I, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's cool. And then I did it, I did it to Cora too, right? She took like four steps in that video and I was like, I probably would have watched it on repeat if it wasn't a Snapchat. Right. And I think we have a different view of that stuff. I don't think our other friends looked at it and was like, you know, they probably looked at it and was like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, (laughs) (laughs) the rest of the people in that group were like, oh, look, Cora's Cora's walking. Cool. Neat. Good for her. When she's going to get when is she going to get a job? Right. It's just different, man. It's just different as parents. Yeah. Yeah. But I do hope she gets a job soon. Oh like, yeah, she needs to start paying that rent. I've been saying that about my cat for years. My cat needs Oof. a my cat. 
if my cat was cute at all, I would have been making money off an Instagram from her for years now. But she's not photogenic and she's not cute. She just eats all the food <laughs> and doesn't give and doesn't give anything in return. Damn cat. I know it. I know it. So what do you say? Uh, you want to get into this? Let's get into this. Cool. So uh today's episode is gonna be a little bit heavier than normal. October is pregnancy and infant loss awareness month. So the reason we wanted to talk about this today, because this is actually something near and dear to Joe's heart, something he had some experience with recently. Um, we often think that, you know, pregnancy is this, is this magical, beautiful thing, a lot of hard work, but everything's going to work out in the end. And, and for a lot of people, it doesn't. Uh, and the reason we want to talk about this topic today on, on the 1st of October is because we want to let you guys know that if you're ever going through something like this, if, if there's ever a you know, a problem, or if there's, if you ever feel like you're alone in this, you're not 10 to 15% of pregnancies end in loss. And we want to let everyone know out there that, that you're not alone in going through this. This is one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do. And just, there are people there to, to stand by you and be with you. And, and with that, I'm just going to defer to Joe and let him tell his story on the topic because it's really important for everyone to hear. So take it away, Joe. Yeah. So, so we had Cora last November. Um, so we're coming up on a year now. She's, she's about to be 11 months. Um, and, you know, getting Cora in our lives was something that, that took us a long time. Um, we tried for years to have a, a child and it, it didn't happen. Um, there was a lot of a lot of just down down times where we you know felt felt just very like distressed and disheartened that things weren't ever going to happen um but there were a few moments where like okay maybe it will but a lot of times it was just disheartening so we went through a lot to get pregnant in the first place um we tried First, first it started with you know okay let's let's get the sperm testing going and things like that. Um, Kayla got tested and and made sure that she wasn't infertile for any reason and and everything looked good on her side. And I went and got tested. Um, this was probably um, December ish, January ish of twenty nineteen. I would say. How long had you guys been trying up to that point? Um, I would say at least a year and a half. Um, you know, since at least from the time we were married. So we got married in 2016. So probably, you know, at least 2017 onwards. You know, it was kind of like, all right, let's try to have a baby. Yeah. So things just weren't happening. And, you know, we kind of kept putting it off to like, all right, maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right time. But it got to a point where it just was too much so it's like okay let's check to see if there's any situations or anything that's that could be wrong with us physically so kayla you know got tested and everything was was good for her i went and got tested finally and they found that my sperm count was low and that my sperm were um like misshapen hmm. so there there wasn't a lot that were actually like um good sperm in this in the sample that i gave them um 
and they were like, okay, well, there could be different reasons for this. Let's, you know, do another sperm test down the line. So about a month later, I did another sperm test, and it was kind of the same results. So I went and saw a urologist, and they got me looked at, and they thought that um, I might have had some sort of issues um, with, like, a vein, and uh, they wanted to do a little bit of digging on that. Hmm. Um, well, we, we didn't really pursue that option very much um, because we then went to an actual infertility specialist and they gave us our options. They were like, well, from everything we see and, the, you know, you guys are pretty healthy people. We kind of think our only options are going to be in vitro IVF or inner uterine insemination, which is basically they take the sperm sample. They do what they call washing it, which is they get rid of all the bad ones and only have good ones and they put a catheter basically in Kayla and just basically send it straight to the egg as close right. as they can get um so to do that they gave Kayla a shot that basically made her ovulate so we went and did that and that was January 18th of 2019 because it was my birthday and February rolls around and it doesn't work. Kayla has her period. Mm. So that was just another loss. So it kind of got to the point where we just gave up. And we were like, whatever. You know, this clearly isn't going to happen. We found out a few months later that Kayla actually got pregnant. And it was a natural pregnancy. Not any help. Oh, wow. Um, which is crazy. Like, it just happened. Went through, um, went through so all that work and it was uh, natural anyway. Went through everything and it was completely natural, which was just, you know, out of this world. So that year we had Cora. We had Cora last November of 2019. Now we weren't ever planning to have a, another baby so soon. We figured, you know, we'd give it a couple years, try again, and see, you know, if we could have another baby. Especially if it was going to um, be, you know, as much work as the first time, right? It, Exactly. Like, you never know what's going to happen when that second time rolls around. It was the end of June this past, this past June, so just a few months ago. Kayla and I were out having dinner with Cora, and we were just having a good time. And she kind of made an offhanded comment about what if I was pregnant again. Um, and we didn't really think much about it. We just kind of laughed it off. And then the next day, we thought about it some more, and she took a test. And um, I was playing with Cora in the living room, and I hear Kayla yell from the bathroom, just like, she just yelled, like, Joseph Lopez. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not good. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, no, what did I do? So, exactly. So, I ran up and saw her, and she... The test was positive. Wow. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, again, not anything we ever thought of. So I went out and I bought some more tests, and she took those, and those two were positive as well. I'm glad it's the so, same on the second baby that it was on the first baby, because that's what we did. <laughs> we took one test, and, we were, and it was positive. We were like, uh, let's go buy five more. And then we're all positive. Right. Yeah, so so we did these other tests and they came back positive and it was like, oh shit. Like 
this was not in the plans. Um, so we we kind of sat and talked about it, and Kayla was actually pretty upset the few couple the first couple days, mm-hmm. um, because she thought you know we tried so hard for Cora, and we didn't get enough time with just her. Okay, yeah, I, so, I, I mean, I absolutely understand where she's coming from there. Yeah, no, I, I totally got it. And I was like, you know, but this is going to be great because Cora's going to have a sibling that's so close to her age. Like, they're going to grow up together. They're going to have somebody right there with them. So we kind of got to that point where we had told a couple people and told a good amount of people, actually. And, you know, we were feeling good about it. Um things were starting to look up. We were like, okay, you know, this baby's going to come in February. You know, what can we kind of do to prep? So it was like, all right, let's start thinking names. Let's start just kind of looking around, seeing what we can find to make this tiny office that we have into a new nursery. Um, so things started like kind of go- feeling good. Like, you know, we felt really happy. Like every day was a little bit better. Um, every day it was like, okay, kiss Kayla, kiss Cora, kiss the belly. Right. Um, Starting to think of like and, a full family, right? Like, you exactly. Know, it's going to be all of us. It, and it was an amazing thing to feel. And it was so great to have that, that moment of just being like, yeah, this is actually happening. And, and I had messaged you guys saying that I was going to get a vasectomy because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was ready to get this infant thing done. And, uh, and have two kids out of diapers and be like in the next three years, be ready to like go on vacations without having to worry about baby food and stuff. That is a nice thing about uh, having kids close together, right? You just get all the stage out and then, uh, and then you're in like three years, you're done with it. Yeah. So I was like really kind of looking forward to that. Like shit. in in four years we could actually travel and not have to worry too much about a diaper bag um or or baby food or things like that like Mm -hmm. we can actually travel and and go do things and and you know again not like babysit during a vacation we can enjoy it as a family so this happened in june and then kayla had her eight-week appointment and we went into her eight-week appointment in july and she got in there and she did the ultrasound and the doctor looked at her and she said, you know, this is smaller than eight weeks. She said, I think that you're a few weeks behind eight weeks. You know, I don't see a heartbeat. I think you're measuring at about six weeks. Hmm. And when she, when she said, I don't see a heartbeat, I could just feel Kayla kind of get anxious. Well, and my heart kind of dropped a little bit. I was going to say that those, those words are not ones you ever want to hear. Yeah. So, so six weeks, you know, is, is they're like, you know, you're not eight weeks. We think that you're six weeks. Come back in a couple weeks and let's check again. We said, okay, um, that's cool. Uh, we'll come back in a couple weeks. And it was, it was kind of a, a rough few weeks. It was, um, it was kind of high anxiety. Kayla kind of felt like, you know, things weren't developing. So so we went back two weeks later and, and you know, everybody's very positive around you and says, no, you know, I think things are, I think things are going to be okay. Things are going to be okay. We went back a few weeks later and we had the ultrasound done again and the doctor looked at us and said, the baby hasn't grown. There's still no heartbeat. 
Um, and there was like a moment of silence and Kayla kind of just, Kayla gets in a mode when she's talking to people where she uses a different voice. It's not her real voice. It's kind of like a, just a fake voice, I guess is the best way to say it. Like a professional voice. It's like her therapy voice, right? Yeah, and she said, you know, okay, um, well, what can we do? Can we do, you know, what options do we have? Do we go and have it removed? Do we do pills and this and that? Um, But before even that happened, the doctor looked at us and she just said, I'm sorry. And that was like the moment where it hit me in the back of my eyes. And it just like the wind was taking, like, I, I got the wind knocked out of me. And Kayla was asking these questions, like, okay, you know, do we go in and have it removed? There's pills you can take to start the miscarriage process. And the doctor was like, wow, you actually have done your research on this. And Kayla was like, yeah, you know, I've kind of always felt like it just wasn't right with this baby. Didn't feel the um, same as the first time. Yeah. And the you know the whole time you know we had been calling it Cora's little brother, you know you know this is your little brother. Be nice to your brother. Mm-hmm. Don't kick mommy's belly. Um. So it was just a moment where where everything just kind of stopped, and you think about everything. Um. So we left. We paid our bill and we we left just in silence kayla and i didn't talk mm-hmm. and we got to the car um kayla asked me to drive and she sat in the passenger seat and i sat in the driver's seat and we both just cried yeah um i cried she cried um it was the shittiest moment of my life. Um, it was the hardest thing, I, the hardest thing I've ever had to do. So what we did was we did the the pill route. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to stop crying so I could drive. And um, Kayla called her mom. She had the script sent in to CVS. We drove from Ann Arbor down to Tecumseh to CVS to pick up her medication, which is about a 40-minute drive. Um, And this whole time, Kayla's, you know, being upset and crying and talking to her mom. And I'm just, like, holding this all back because I'm driving like I can't break down while I drive. Yeah. Um, And we finally pick everything up. We get home. And we just sat on the couch. And um, I just lost it. I cried harder than I think I have ever cried um, because I don't blame you at all. It it is this moment of realization where I could finally let go and let what was in me out. And it was this moment where for four weeks, five weeks, this baby was my baby. This baby was part of me. You know, this baby was part of our family and it was going to be with us soon. So, so just having that ripped away in an instant is the absolute 
worst thing in the world. Oh my gosh. Um, and so we sat and we cried for a long time. And it finally came down to the point where we're like, okay, like Kayla, you have to take the meds. And she took the meds. Um, and within a few hours, it, it started happening. Her cramping started up. Um, and the bleeding started. And this was on a Wednesday, I think. Uh, maybe a Thursday. And uh, it started and, and it didn't stop that night. You know, she kind of just kept bleeding. And uh, Friday, she just kept bleeding. And then finally, Saturday, she felt a little bit better. And we had some friends over. And we just kind of, you know, we didn't really talk about it. But it, it seemed like it was done. But, you know, it just, it the instant that she took the pills within an hour, the fact that this was happening, within one hour, things were moving and the baby was starting to, to come out. That's so quick. It, it is. And it was, it was, it was, it felt quick. And I can't imagine what Kayla was feeling, right? Like her body's mm -hmm. cramping, her body's going through so much, so many things from this. Not only that, but she just, you know, she just had a, just had another baby nine months ago. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you had a baby and then you have, you're going through this whole feeling of emotions and this whole thing with your body that I can't even imagine. There's so many moments that weekend where I just held Kayla and we cried and um, I just kept telling her how strong she was and she would say, I'm not strong. I, j I just have to do this. Like, I don't get a choice. <laughs> I mean, sometimes even just doing what you have to do is, is the <laughs> only thing you can do, right? Yeah. So this was a uh, finally on, like I said, Saturday, she started feeling better. Sunday, um, she was doing okay. And Cora, or Cora was with us and Kayla's mom was with us. And this was August 9th. It was a Sunday. I was working on the basement and Kayla started feeling crampy again. And uh, I just heard her cry from the living room uh she had gone to the bathroom and uh and she felt something big pass and uh and she saw it oh my gosh she didn't mean to she wasn't planning on it but this was the time that the actual baby had had passed mm -hmm. um the rest before this was just kind of tissue and she broke down and i came upstairs and she told me and I, as soon as she told me i broke down and we again sat and cried and and we didn't know what to do um you know august 9th was not meant to be this baby's birthday but it was right and and the baby, you know, it, the baby wasn't there. I mean, it was um, not alive. And, uh, and we didn't know what to do with it. We, we cried and we sat for a while thinking about it. And it's like, this, is, this fucking sucks to say, but it's like, 
Do you flush the toilet? Do you that, pull it out? Do yeah. you bury it? Do you burn it? What do you do with it? I mean, um, it's a thought nobody ever wants to have. You know, it's not. What do you What do you even do? Right? That's it's it's not a thought that that would cross your mind before that exact moment right there. That's terrible. It's it's awful. So, you know, I don't know how other people feel about it, but it was like. Um, I, I told her, I was like, I don't want to bury it because the house we're in now isn't our forever home. Right. So we sat in the bathroom and we cried and I said that we just need to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did and we, and we flushed and it sucks that that's how that goes. You know, part of the reason why I wanted to do this episode was we hear we don't hear about miscarriages or pregnancy loss often. Um, and when we do, we hear it more so from the mother's side, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't ever hear it from, from a father's perspective. And I don't, I could never imagine what physical pain Kayla went through or emotional pain. Um, but I can tell you that from my perspective, it, like I said, it was the worst, the worst moment of my life was the day that the doctor said there's not a heartbeat for the second time and then followed it up with, I'm sorry, this just happens. Man, that, that hurts. It yeah. hurts. I mean, it hurts to listen to on my side. I can't even. And I, we talked We've talked before about how, you know, Ben came out and wasn't breathing. And I, I had that moment mm-hmm. of like, what if this is, is real? I can't even, I can't even imagine that, that final, you know, that, that next step of uh, it just, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hurting for you. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's hard and it's, it's rough, but it's, you know, it's a part of us now and it's a part of what we can do to help people because of this Kayla's now decided you know this is going to be what she does she wants to help women and moms and people going through this stuff she wants to help with infertility and and pregnancy loss and um anything to do with like you know specialty women's issues you know this has kind of been her calling because of this now she she now has a drive to help moms or you know well no everybody anybody that's mm-hmm. that's had been pregnant as a mom you know she's wants to help moms that have gone through this whether they have kids or you know their kids are no longer with them so she's really using this as kind of her driving force to help people which is absolutely amazing for me it's kind of i want to Take away the taboo of talking about it. So when this happened, this happened again August 9th. Within the next few days, I was like, okay, I need to get something for this baby. And I was like, it's going to be a tattoo. And I had a lot of ideas about tattoos that I wananted to get. And but tattoo- I finally I got tattoos are kind of your thing too, right? Yeah. I I love my tattoos and and my tattoos all represent something when it comes to my life and it's always, you know, a moment of my life. So 
So I got the one and I'm going to use it as the picture that I put up when we post the episode, but it's a, a tree branch with two big birds and a small bird on it and then a smaller bird flying away. That's super powerful. You know, I'm, I'm super happy that I got it. And I've had a few people recently, you know, in my office and even just when I was at my buds playing board games the other night, He's like, oh, you know, you got the tattoo. And I was like, yep. And there was people there that didn't know the story. So I said, you know, Kayla and I had a miscarriage in August. I, I want to lower that taboo. I want I want the it to stigma. not be taboo to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we it, it can't be hush hush, you know. Yeah. This happens and it happens frequently. I mean, it's it's such a normal occurrence and normal is probably not the right word to use there. Um, but 10 to 15% is a lot, especially when it comes to Mm -hmm. things like this, people are out there and and want to know that, that they are, there are people there with them and for them and, and able to help and willing to help and talk about it and and just get work them through this. Because I think a lot of times there's a stigma of like, well, it was only, it was only eight weeks, right? That's, I I know Mm -hmm. that's not, it's not something that should be thought about, but, but the thought is, you know, well, some people go nine months and and lose it. And every single loss is still lost to that person needs and needs to be talked about and understood. And, and it's so great that Kayla is using this as a, as a way to, to funnel her passion because it's so important to just talk about it and get it out in the open that this, this happens and that there's people there to help you and be with you in this, you know, in those times. And, and it's really great that you, that you're working through that. And mm-hmm. You're talking about it because it's super important for people to, to be there for you and, mm-hmm. and to, and to know that there are people there looking out for them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, I want, I want people to realize, and they probably do. It's just probably not said enough that, you know, yes, this is a huge Losing losing a child is a huge loss on the mother, you know, during pregnancy. But, like, it it hit me harder than I thought that it would. Yeah. It was kind of that thing, like, oh, eight weeks, you know, what what is that? What is eight weeks? But it was, like I said, for four weeks, this was my, this was my baby that was going to be with us in a few months. And it was my whole world. Yeah. And on one day, my whole world shattered. And um, thank goodness we have Cora. Because if we didn't have Cora and this happened, this would be... It would would be hard. It would be a lot harder. That day, we, we loved her and we snuggled her and we held her. Um, And it didn't matter if she was angry or upset. She lit up our lives when she was born and she's the greatest thing in our lives right now and uh like i said this was just kind of a moment for us to realize what what we can do in this world and for kayla it's helping people for me it's talking about it um and and more than anything out of this episode um it said a lot, and I think it just needs to be kept, be repeated more often. If you know anybody, if you are anybody that says like, oh, when are you having a baby? 
you know, to whoever you're hanging out with, to a newly married couple. Oh, when's the baby coming? Like, you don't know that person's struggle. They may be trying to have a baby. They may have lost a baby. You know, maybe don't ask stuff like that. You know, don't bring that up because you don't know what's going on with their lives. That might be a huge trigger for them. I know... For me, it's not that big of a deal if somebody were to come up and say, oh, when are you going to have another baby? Um, Because we have Cora. But the moments when we were trying to have Cora and somebody said, oh, well, when are you two going to have a baby? We need to start popping out kids. It's like, well, we're trying. It's just, it's It's not It's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, So just, you know, just think twice before saying anything to anybody about you know if they're having babies if they want to have babies because the situation is different for everybody um not everybody just is lucky enough to get pregnant on a whim whenever you know they feel like their family needs to grow it's uh it's harder for some people and for some people they've lost those 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 babies in their lives that they tried to to have um so just take a second think about it before you say something like that and i don't i think it's i think it's slowly going away i don't think anybody in our generation in quotations generally says that i'd like to Um, think not to get too meta but i'd like to think that people are starting to be more conscious of other people right uh, I, th- mm-hmm. I I would like, and this is me wanting to be wanting to see the best in the world, but I'd like to see people understand that this is uh, that not everybody's going through the same thing. We have to think about other people when we when we ask these questions. So I'd like to think that's mm-hmm. how that works. Yeah, I would like to too. So I hope I hope we're getting to that direction. I hope we're making this, like I said, more um, of a norm making it less taboo let's talk about it more let's talk about it as dads moms whoever you are with any sort of pregnancy loss let's talk about it let's have a discussion Mm -hmm. about it um making it less taboo is gonna is gonna help and um you know not just i don't think ignorance the right word but just don't go off asking people when they're gonna have a kid because maybe they're trying and they just can't. Absolutely. Joe, um, I want to say first, thank you for, for sharing your story. It's not, that is not an easy story to tell. And I, and I can't even imagine what it'd be like living it. So I want to thank you for, for telling that. Um, and to, and to anybody listening to this right now, I, I, I want to say, please reach out to us. If, if you, if you feel comfortable and want to talk about it or, or feel that, that you need, uh, you want your story told about, uh, pregnancy loss, please reach out to us. Uh, you can get us at our email at bigdeadenergypod at gmail.com. Send us an email. Let us know what you went through. Um, Joe and I would love to just hear those other stories of, of people going through the same thing. So if, if you have a story to tell, please, please reach out to us. Definitely. And, you know, moms or dads want to hear from everybody. Um, I think it would be great to kind of have this community of people that can rely on each other. With that... Um, Thank you for for letting me share this on here. It's been nice to kind of just unload and unvent or and vent <laughs> on it. Um, 
It's been really good. Well, you know, anytime, um, anytime you want to talk, you can talk to me or you can talk to the microphone and we'll make the world listen to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, anyway, um, again, thank you so much for listening to me. You know, talk about this. I hope this is bringing something to light for you all um, and that you all can, like, like we've said, reach out if this is something that's affected you and you want to talk about it. Um, we know that there's people out there that this has happened to, and we hope that just by chatting makes it feel a little bit better. But with that, why don't we go ahead and do a question? Yeah, so today's question actually comes from my wife. Um, she made sure that she told me this before I came downstairs to record, so um, I don't want to get yelled at and not have her question aired. <laughs> So her question is, what's it like being young dads around people who are not dads? Uh, do you feel left out at all? So I think we talked about this, um, maybe episode one, uh, that we are the only two uh, people in our friend groups that are that are dads. Um, mm-hmm. So just kind of, Joe, I'll, I'll go to you first. How do you feel when you hang out with, with, pe- with people who aren't dads? It's weird. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's weird <laughs> in the thinking... Uh oh I I have to leave early because I gotta go put the kid to bed or whatever it might be. Do I feel left out sometimes? You know I think it doesn't help being kind of I'm further away from our friends than than you are. Fair. Yeah, hanging out with with people that aren't dads is a weird situation because I can't stop talking about being a dad. I get that. Yeah. <laughs> well it's your whole life right they have lives outside of 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 kids and and marriage and stuff like that but but having kids is is 99 percent of what i think about mm-hmm. the other one so is video would... games <laughs> uh so i would say uh yes i feel left out sometimes um but being around people that aren't dads in like a general hangout group or even parents at all is a weird scenario. There's not many people our age yet, at least in mm-hmm. our in our friend groups that have babies. So if we're going to like a large birthday party with a large group of people, Kayla and I are the only two that have a kid. And it's like everybody else is slamming beers and doing shots and doing whatever. And it's like, well, we got to go home and put the kid to sleep well i want to let you know i stopped doing shots three years ago so even before i had a kid (laughs) i uh i I agree i think it's for me um now you're right i i live a little bit closer and um so it's a little bit easier for me to not only just just hang out with people but leave and be home quicker right Mm -hmm. so um, if I need to, to come home and granted, I've only been at this for a week, so it's not like I have this perfected at all. Um, but if my parents and I, we went out, uh, on, on Friday night, we went to a couple different breweries and drank, uh, out on the patio. Um, and Katie needed help in between one of the breweries. And luckily we were close enough to home that I dropped my parents mm-hmm. off. I ran home real quick to help with the baby for about 15 minutes and then ran back out. Right. So, um, I, I'm able to to do that because I'm close enough, but it is a little weird because mm-hmm. it's it's not the same as before. Where before, I, the only other person I had to worry about was Katie, you know, and I had to think of, hey, right. what's Katie up to? Um, luckily, Katie goes to bed at 
eight o'clock. So if it was past eight o'clock, I didn't have to worry about anybody. Um, and it's, it's definitely different. I would say my, my routine is completely thrown off. Uh, and it's a little weird because I feel like I'm, you have FOMO, right? Like if, if people are hanging Mm -hmm. out and, um, our friends are all together playing video games, right? And I'm upstairs trying to get a baby to sleep for two hours because I've done that so many times. Um, and right. I, and I miss my window to, to hang out and play video games. That sucks. You know, I, I think about it cause mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I, I, I'd much rather be down here playing video games than than trying to get a baby to sleep. But, um, at the same time, the, the experiences that I have, the experiences that, that, um, I'm going through, it is, they're awesome, you know, and I wouldn't change them for the world. So it's a nice, it's a nice balance, but yeah, definitely a little bit weird, a little bit of maybe not awkward around those people, but definitely FOMO of like, Hey, look at, look at their life. And it's not even their life, but look at what your life used to be compared to what your life is now. Right. It's kind of like looking in a mirror. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thankfully, like a lot of the people we hang out with, like don't hate babies. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That is a good thing. (laughs) That is a good thing. Although Darrell yeah, just so, stopped dropping by my house randomly, maybe he was tired of the of the either poopy diapers or screaming either one. <laughs> oh no, uh, that's a shame. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Uh, but uh, it definitely helps that like we can at least have like bring the kids around. Like for example, your Super Bowl party. Like mm-hmm. if you ever if you have that in February, like bringing Cora to that uh with people that are like that's not going to be a hindrance they're not going to like leave when we walk in the room with a baby yeah yeah i agree it that's a great point too i think the other part is like um going to things that are baby friendly now covid has put a huge damper on that because nothing Mm -hmm. nothing's human friendly let alone baby friendly um but just having things that are baby friendly is is something i'm more conscious of right um we can't just go yeah. to a restaurant uh and hang out there for for three hours and order a second round of drinks and and eat and drink for a while because you know the baby's asleep or you know katie has to come home and pump or we have to you know feed feed him all those things you think about that you never thought about before so mm-hmm. yeah definitely i i think i think it helps being around people that accept and love my baby as much as like Kayla and I, it like Kayla and me, it really, it really helps out. Especially like if we show up just us two and they're like, Oh, well where's Cora? Like that makes us feel good. You ready to wrap cool. this thing up? Let's do it. Um, thank you all again so much for listening and thank you for listening to my story and letting me unload on you all about what we've been going through. Um, it helps. Uh, please reach out to us. Let us know your stories. Let us uh, help open up the conversation when it comes to this kind of stuff. Thank you again so much. Yeah, thanks again. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Joe, for, for telling your story. I think it's super important. I just think uh, the world needs to needs to have more conversations like this. Um, if you guys haven't yet, please uh, toss us a follow. We're on Twitter, at Big Dad Energy pod and then we're uh you can shoot us an email at big dad energy pod at gmail.com instagram at big dad energy pod um and then we just recently set up a facebook page where we're going to be posting um just generally the same things we do on on the other two social media sites but uh, just another good way to get in touch with us so uh that's just big dad energy on facebook so uh find us there too so thanks everybody for listening remember click your tongues twice before uh grilling (laughs) 
dead.